This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Age of Radio. going on everybody we are back and when i say we i mean we we uh, we we we're not french kevin's here we oui, we oui, uh, senor this is episode 257 of the dark windows podcast and uh happy october everybody yes um, happy of the happiest it's you guys know how we roll in october we're gonna do some weird shit of course um do some creepy shit obviously we got to do some some murdering. Well, I mean, cover some murderers. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, that they, they do some murdering. I mean, I have days where I've considered it. <laughs> of course. But, uh, if you don't know, I'm Kevin and yes, he's Kevin as well. So you may have gone to Alabama, but... I went to Alabama. I pulled. I even got a fucking haul. I ordered some books and then also the, the library here in town did their, uh, did? their oh. free library thing. I grabbed like, uh, let's see, the four on the bottom. I bought the one, two, three, four, five, seven on top. I got for free. <laughs> Yo! Oh, on Sunday? Yeah. Well, I went down there Saturday. Oh, yeah. after, after. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, go there during the day. You go there and you fucking look at books by the, you know, the light of your your vehicle, like a goddamn <laughs> creep across from the bar. Uh... I did do something really nice though, because I was looking. I tried to find some kids' books for the boy. Um, and this woman and her son were there. He's like, I don't know, probably eight or nine mm. and they're going through trying to find magic school bus books. And I just so happened to have one in my hand. And I was like, Hey, you're looking for magic school bus books. He's like, yeah. I'm like, here you go. His mom's like, that was very nice. You don't have to do that. I'm like, my son's not really old enough to get it yet. It's something you guys are looking for. You take it. I would be happy if you took it. Yeah. So I did my uh, I did my good deed for the quarter. Oh, um, I go back to being an asshole. Yes. So. I mean, we do have a bit of a beef going on. You know, if if you guys haven't seen, it's between you know. We're at war. Yeah, <laughs> we have a dec- declaration of war. Um, shots were fired. Yeah. I was okay with it, and then they came for our fucking maple syrup. They did with their bullshit corn syrup that I know is uh, not real. You know? Yeah, they 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 yes, they called Vermont maple Listen, syrup trash. We we without calling it trash. We may be partially responsible for. I mean, let, let's put it this way: we have asinine humidity in the winter. The other eight months of the year, it's freezing and snowing and shit. We may be partially responsible for Bernie Sanders, but at least we don't have corn sweats yeah just fucking gross i don't know what's the best thing indiana's ever done fucking larry bird that's it without larry bird nobody would know that place ever fucking existed <laughs> exactly poof it's just a blank spot on the map that in ohio just don't even exist just lake but because larry bird is a person you know 
See now, Larry Bird's a dog guy. He doesn't like cats. See now, we insulted Indiana. So now we're gonna, you know, if Justin Ooh, hears this, thirty people are gonna be mad. I know Justin's gonna be one of them. I bet Justin doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> That's probably true. Yeah. Justin's probably like because we can just meet in the middle ground yeah. and drink again. It's true. You know, even though it's not technically middle ground, I guess time fr- time wise for the drive it was, but geographically not necessarily. Mm, no. Yeah, because he had to drive clean through like a full state. Yeah. To get to New York. We did not. We just well, had to drive into New York. Well, we had to drive through the whole fucking state of yeah, New York. Yeah, but we didn't have to drive through another state before we got to New York. That's true. You're right. But, You're right. I mean, we did have, he did he did have to go through Ohio. Well, it's not even really a state. It's a fucking territory just full of pro wrestlers and cryptids. <laughs> That's all Ohio has to offer. They do have well, they do have a good pro wrestling, you know, like that's pedigree. Fucking every single person that's ever been born in in Ohio, I'm pretty sure is a pro wrestler. True. I mean, I can't. I, I could list you probably forty of them right now, but I'm not going to. No, I couldn't fight you over that. You I mean, I, you'd be right. And then it's just like a cryptid hotspot, so mm. you get everything from fucking Mothman to Bigfoot and everything in between. Exactly. You know, human sized frogs hanging out on the side of the roads and shit. Turn anyway, we're not here to talk about that. What are we talking about? <laughs> yes. So, it's the most wonderful time of the year. Don't even fucking start <laughs> with any Christmas bullshit. No. You, you, no. It's based on Christmas? No. No. Come on. That is a Christmas song. You, just because you use it for fucking Halloween doesn't mean it's not a, it's a, it's not a Christmas song. It's not. It not, is. No, because the most wonderful time of the year for me... Is I don't give a fuck October. about you. I'm telling you, that's it's still a Christmas song. We I don't care. Bullshit. I'm fucking taking it. Okay, I'm running with it. Fucking white people taking everything like you normal. Like you fucking like Christmas. Shut up, dickhead. I don't mind Christmas. You like October better. I do, but I don't mind Christmas. Okay, fine. Well, anyway, it's the month of October, like we said. And since I'm starting this month off with the first episode of this most wonderful time of the year, which is our... Talking about gory shit and hauntings, possibly, uh, and unless, all the other stuff. Full disclosure: unless you got a haunting lined up, we're not doing a haunting. Well, you never know. We could maybe Patreon, patreon.com forward slash darkwindows podcast. <laughs> might be able to get a find a haunting over there for five dollars, but we're not sure. See, because uh, I see that that's what I, we, you missed out of last week. You didn't have that, you know. Yeah, but I also, I also didn't finish recording that until like 10.30 at night, uh, so I was, I was pretty well fuckered by the end of it. Mm. Same with Patreon, uh, our last episode there at patreon.com forward slash darkwindows podcast. <laughs> um, it was 11.30 when I finished recording Jesus, that. why so late? Because I have a child that I have to wrangle so my wife can go to bed early to get, them, go, get early to go to work. Oh my goodness. Yeah. You could have recorded earlier. No. When? When I was fucking babysitting all day? Yes. Yeah, that would have been great. Let him on the podcast. Nah. He'll, he'll make it better. I don't know. I think, I think the last Patreon episode came out pretty good. Okay. So anyway. It's super production-y. Yes. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, nice. It's like sound effects and music and shit. Nice. Pretty not bad. Okay. Pretty not bad. You're becoming the, the sound effects man. I'm just preparing for when you decide to stop doing this and I have to do it on my own. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it, did, it did. I don't know. I will say, though. This is me rambling, going, listen to it. When Shelby took off, I was like, he is so trying so hard to pretend there's, like, someone over here in my seat kind of going, you know, remember, 
laughing and I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm Kevin. I'm talking to myself, dude. I'm like, I, I, it's I just felt... a regular episode that I do the research for. I'm just talking to myself. Oh, shut up. <laughs> oh. Welcome back, bitch. <laughs> anyway, dickhead. So I figured, uh, since so I'm starting it off, I figured, hey, why not start with a murder? Um, What's that? Oh, and uh, while I was down in Alabama... I started to look for murderers and crimes and stuff like that, and I came across one that uh, that we'll be actually covering for this week, and it's one of those more sinister cases that, uh, more of the more sinister cases I guess that that we like one of the ones that we've covered, but not uh, as sinister as say Unra. You just learned that word too. That's why you're using it so much. What? Sinister. Did not. You'll be a quarter every time from here on out that you use it. Because you've I... never used it on the show before. Listen, my vocabulary is, you know, a little bit There's larger. There's no way in hell that your vocabulary expanded when you went to Alabama. It did. <laughs> that is one thing that nobody has ever said about Alabama is, man, they're real good with words. Shut up. Like, every child's first words, like, spoken in that state is Nick Saban. <laughs> No, it's Roll Tide. Either way. <laughs> everyone, both things that should be stopped immediately. Everyone knows Roll Tide. It's like, you know, how, how, do, you, how do you stop a you know a argument? Roll Tide. You know, that's how I did it with my sister. Someone tells some, 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 something, Roll Tide. I was like, she's like, you got it, Roll Tide. Or you just be like, listen, LSU is the you know, superior school. No, or I would just say Auburn's better than than Alabama. They both suck. I mean, it's just it's because there's an in-state rivalry, you know, between the two. Oh, I understand that. But... So, anyway. Uh, so, the crime that we're recovering this week, it took place on October 31st, 1973. And so, Halloween murder. Five-year-old okay. Kevin out here trick-or-treating in his fucking ghost costume. <laughs> no, 1973. Sheet thrown over his head with eye holes cut out of it. <laughs> wasn't born 1973. No, you were born in... By my math, 1968. <laughs> I said five-year-old Kevin. Oh, Jesus Christ. I, and I, I just, did that math off the top of And I just simply head. said I wasn't born in 1973. No, because you were born in 1968. <laughs> We've established. Oh, uh, whatever. Anyway. You old fuck in your orange shirt. <laughs> Shut up. It's Bigfoot on it. Okay. Now that I'm seeing it, it's kind of like, it's closer to like a peachy color, but that makes sense. It is peachy. So the crime took place on October 31st, 1973, and... Fond du Lac, Wisconsin. Hold. Okay. Hold on. What? I, I, I thought I was under the impression that you were covering an Alabama crime for this episode. Well, psych. Fucker. Okay. <laughs> uh, I just said I started looking up stuff in Alabama. I'm pretty confident we at one point in our text chain you said some oh I'm doing a, an Alabama oh, crime. Well, I did find I did find an Alabama crime. Um but I was like, "Eh, didn't really want to cover it." So, I said, "Fuck it. I just went to this one cuz there's I think there was more on this one than the other one." Okay. Fair um enough. So Now, the victim of this crime was a girl by the name of uh, Lisa Ann French. Okay. Really, you were going to say Frank. No. <laughs> Actually, you know, the funny thing is, Ann Frank was uh, uh, 
born in uh, Muscle Shoals, Alabama. I, cu- I went by her uh, homestead. And Lisa Frank which... is the lady that, that designed all those trapper keepers with the unicorns and dolphins on them and shit. Yeah. yeah. See? Full anyway. circle. <laughs> Except one of them had an earlier, sadder ending. Ah. So Rest in peace, Lisa Frank. <laughs> Lisa was born on June 2nd of 1964 in Oshkosh, uh, Oshkosh Wisconsin. Her parents were Alan... Bagosh County. Yep. <laughs> Oshkosh Bagosh. Uh, her parents were Alan French and Mary Ann uh, Gehrig. Our Wait fa- a minute. What? Wait a minute. What? Is that Lou Gehrig's sister? I don't... I'm, I'm convinced that's the only person that would ever have that last No, it probably... Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't I have a clue. Well, does this girl die of ALS? Because if so, no. they're probably related. No. Okay, never mind. No. That's that's a far better fate than what she gets. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I'll I, be the judge of that because ALS fucking sucks. Well, anyway, well, uh, her parents, so her parents actually must have, like, split up. I don't, I don't know how long ago, how long they were together for, but... Her mother would actually uh, remarry Lisa's stepfather, Bruce uh, DePauw. Her mother and stepfather uh, would also have a, a kid together. It's a son. Uh, so it makes it his her step uh, half-brother. Uh, and now her, her half-brother, mom and dad, stepdad, they would actually uh, end up living a half block from where this crime actually takes place. Oh, shit. Okay. Uh, yeah, a whole block. It's kind of messed up that to think that within a, a – or, or, sorry, half block. But within that, that, period, that range or space, uh, your daughter's life would actually be taken by an asshole one day. You know, you move to the area – you know, want to stay there? It's all great, and and everything just turns to shit one day. Uh, so before this crime would happen, Lisa had her had been attending the local grade school called uh, Chegwig uh, Elementary School, and she was a fourth grader there at the time, and she was also part of the Girl Scouts, and at the time of the murder. Now, I have to be truthful with everyone. I was not able to find anything uh, much, not really much of anything, really, about uh, the guy that did the crime, performed the murder. Uh, And the guy's name is Gerald M. Turner Jr. And all that I could actually find was that he was born in 1949 and that he lived a uh, block away from this little girl. Like I previously stated, right. uh, the only other thing I could find was that he had a girlfriend that he was living with at the time. Her name was uh, Arlene Penn. So that's pretty much it. I looked and looked and looked and looked and looked. Just not a lot to find. No, not a lot there. Um, I don't know if it's because this guy's still alive. No, it shouldn't have sure, anything to do with it. But. Just... Um, who knows? 
So now let's jump to the night of the crime. It's because he only killed one person, yeah. and nobody finds it interesting enough to write a book on it yet. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so let's jump to the night of the crime. It's Halloween, like we discussed earlier. And, well, what's every little girl want to do, or every little kid want to do on the night of Halloween? They want to yeah, go trick-or-treating. So that's what she did. She wanted to go trick-or-treating. She would leave her home at around 5.45 p.m. Yeah. She was dressed as a hobo. Uh, her costume consisted of wearing a black felt hat, a green parka, jeans with blue uh, masking tape on them. Yep. Uh, and a, yep. And a dotted, uh, and she had dotted freckles on her face, on her cheeks. Yeah. She was Now, she was supposed to have gone trick-or-treating and then gone to a Halloween party. At the pumpkin uh, place on East East Bank Street, mm-hmm. and she was actually not supposed to go alone. Oh, she was supposed to have gone with her friend Anna Park and Park, but Anne got her little ass grounded, uh, and she had to stay home. Good job, Anne. Yeah. So it was reported that French stopped for candy at a classmate's house, and then she would then stop at. The house of one of her teachers, Karen uh, Bachneck, before she would then make her way to Turner's residence. Okay. Okay. So she goes to this guy's house looking for candy. Yeah. She Lisa would approach Turner's home excited and had her bag open like so many kids of course, do. She's a little kid trick yep. treating, man. Uh, that would go up to you know, like so many kids would do, go up to a house trick or treating. Her face would light up when uh, Turner put the candy he had was handing out uh, into her bag. According to Gerald, he was sexually motivated as soon as he saw her and began to discuss candy with a vulnerable nine-year-old. All nine-year-olds are vulnerable. Yeah. Turner would uh, have this to say about the moment he Elisa uh, was standing in the doorway. Quote, I can still see you standing in the doorway. With that felt hat beaming at having uh, recognized me. Then I see the delight in your eyes turn to fear as I close the door behind you. Now, before I continue, I have to clarify part of this statement. After they had spoken about the candy, he actually, he invited her inside uh, of his home to talk more. I don't know. (sighs) Yeah. There's nothing you need to talk to a fucking nine-year-old about. No. Unless it is your own child. Yeah. And 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 as soon as I read what, uh, like, I didn't, I thought this was more, you know, more gruesome or not like more like bloody, you know, like a whole bunch of stuff happened. But as soon as I knew that this was about just a little girl, what happened, my blood started to boil. It's a great way to start the month off. Yeah. It's fucking really It's mad. a real fucking monster. Yeah. I appreciate it. Um. So after getting Lisa into his home, he would somehow lure her into his bedroom. And this is where the piece of garbage, I'm sorry, piece of shit. Yeah, let's not insult, you know, yeah. discarded object spike. Yes. You know. He would sexually assault her and then he would murder her. Turner said that after sexual, the sexual assault, French wasn't breathing. No fucking shit. Yeah. He attempted to revive her, but was interrupted when... Uh, Arlene Penn arrived home. Penn, who had been at a party uh, French was supposed to have attended, 
said that she arrived home at about 7 p.m. Turner was wearing a bathrobe and claimed multiple times that he was, quote, sick. Yeah. No, he, he, he wasn't yeah. wrong. He is. No. And if, if you got that, his girlfriend was at a party mm-hmm. that little Lisa was supposed to have been at. Okay. But is now dead in the bathroom. Now, Penn said that Turner uh, made several trips to the uh, bedroom to lie down. In Turner's confession, he said that French's body was at, uh, at the time in the adjacent bathroom. After Penn left the residence at around 8 p.m. to visit her mother, Turner stuffed French's body in clo- and clothes in separate bags and drove her body to... Uh, uh, I've I've looked at this word this this town's name several times, and I'm gonna butcher it. I do apologize. Uh, it's Te Te T A Y C H E E D A H. It's in Wisconsin. Okay. Uh, where so this is where he would discard her corpse in a farm uh field of. Uh, off McCabe Road. Turner would later have this to say about the killing of Lisa. Quote, I doubt that I could ever fully realize the terror you experienced at my hands. Fuck you. I, in Fuck an att- you. Ugh. In an attempt to avoid any evidence being left behind, he wore socks on over his hands to prevent fingerprints and wiped down Lisa's shoes and the zipper on her jacket. Lisa would not come home uh, for her 7 p.m. curfew. Her parents, so her parents would call the police, and they would tell them that Lisa had not arrived home. Well, by 10 p.m. that same night, a search party would be formed to look for Lisa. After a four-day country uh, countywide extensive search. For the missing girl, which included over 5,000 volunteers, 700 block parents, auxiliary uh, police officers, the United States National Guard, and some of her fellow Girl Scouts, a farmer named uh, Gerald Braun was returning home in his tractor uh, in the uh, Teichetta town on November 3rd. So this is just a few days later of 1973. And he was on the road at 11.30 a.m. when he discovered two brown plastic bags beside a barbed wire fence near a forest on McCabe Road. One containing French's naked corpse, the other containing the clothing from her Halloween costume. Authorities would perform an autopsy on Lisa's body, and this is what they found. They found that Lisa had died from asphyxiate. Let me start that again. They found that Lisa had died from asphyxiate. Oh my god, man! Asphyxiation. Yeah. I can't even say the fucking word because it's just asphyxiation. Though a pathologist had also stated she had died from uh, circulatory shock. From the sexual trauma yeah. that she endured. Lisa's funeral would be held on November 6th, 1973, 
at Emmanuel Trinity Lutheran Church in Fond du Lac. On December 8th, 1973, the Chamber of Commerce had posted a $10,000 reward for the capture of Lisa, Lisa French's killer. Now, the following statement that I'm going to read is from the court case of Turner v. State. Um, now, I'm actually going to read it right from the site itself, so just bear with me for a second. So that so they have been searching for, um, for for this whole you know this whole time. And this is from the actual court case. It says this. Defendant's first contact with the police reg uh, regarding this crime was during a routine check of all the homes in the neighborhood of the victims in the neighborhood of the victim's home a few days after the offense. Evidently, this check did not uncover any information. On March 27, 1974, Captain Melvin Heller of the Fond du Lac Police Department and Special Agent Carl uh, Paitsek of the state justice department contacted the defendant at his home and inquired as to his whereabouts and activities on the day of the girl's disappearance. The defendant gave the officers an account of his activities on that day and stated he knew Lisa French and her family personally, having been their neighbor in a duplex home earlier in the year. The defendant told the officers that many children had visited his home trick-or-treating that night but he stated he could not remember whether he had seen lisa french which is I'm, pretty fucking I'm, perplexing. I'm sorry yeah he knew her but he couldn't remember that if he saw her or not this is the piece of shit that killed her yeah yes yeah no no you you, you knew her you saw her you killed her because you're a fucking scumbag no uh -huh. on <sighs> april 7th 1974 captain heller and deputy uh, Thomas Snyder of the Fond du Lac County Sheriff's Department returned to the defendant's home and asked him to come to the Fond du Lac Safety Building for an interview regarding the case. The officer stated that they had discovered a discrepancy in the information the defendant had given them on, dis on March 27th. The defendant met the officers that afternoon. At the time, he met uh, Louis... Tomaselli, a special agent of the State Justice Department, the defendant was offered, informed of his constitutional rights and assigned a form stating he understood and waived them. The defendant further agreed to give samples of body hair and also fibers from his bedspread at home. He signed consent forms for, uh, for these samples. So this this guy is so fucking cocky that he doesn't think that he's going to get caught for this, even giving them all the evidence they need to put him under the prison. Yeah. Yep. Uh, the defendant's next two contacts with police on August 2nd and 8th of 1974 prior to his arrest are the subject of controversy in this case. On August 2nd, the defendant was required... Requested, I'm not required, requested to come to the safety building to talk to Agent Tomaselli, and he cooperated fully. The defendant was advised of his constitutional rights and signed a waiver of, of those rights, witnessed by Tomaselli, Heller, and Snyder. 
At the time, Agent Thomas Sully asked if the defendant asked the defendant if he would go to Madison that day for the purpose of taking a polygraph examination. Well, Which, I mean, those aren't, aren't admissible in court anymore yeah. anyway. So, Well, this point is disputed. The defendant claims that he then attempted to terminate the interview, expressing his reluctance to submit to a polygraph examination. He, his uh, advice by Tomaselli... He, I'm sorry. He was advised by Tomaselli that if he would attempt to leave the conference room, he would be charged for involvement in the death of Lisa French. Uh, the defendant's reluctance to submit to a polygraph examination apparently stemmed from a prior experience when he had been charged with statutory rape of a babysitter oh. in December of 1972. Oh. oh, I'm sorry. So the year before, he raped and murdered this little girl? Yeah. Sweet. Why wasn't he in fucking prison? I don't know. The defendant stated... Better question. Why is he still sucking air at that point in time? Um, yeah. Because I'm telling you right now, if I had a daughter and mm-hmm. somebody did something like that mm-hmm. and he spent less than a year in prison, mm-hmm. they would never find him as soon as he got out. Yeah. Yeah. Or I would tell people in prison. Oh, no, 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 no. <sighs> I'm not taking that away from myself. No, no, no. As soon as he got out, like, they would just never find him again. True. He'd get picked up and... I mean, gone. yeah. I, I'm just surprised. That, I wouldn't make it quick either. I, I will say, uh, I'm not jumping ahead or anything, but it's just an observation of mine after reading all this was that I was kind of surprised that her biological father, like, there's nothing like says that, you know, he came back or did whatever. I mean, because even or even stepdad, I'm sorry, but my my dad is a stepdad. And he would, if my something happened like this happened to my sister, oh, fuck. That motherfucker would not be surviving no. at all. You're dead. Yeah. You know, but. So, let's continue on. So, the defendant stated that on the three accusations he had consented to take polygraph, to take a polygraph examination to clear himself of that charge. But each time, the examiner failed to show up. The defendant had posted a $250 bail bond in this matter. but no fucking dollars. Yeah. But no uh, disposition was made. The defendant then agreed to accompany the officers to Madison to take the test. Upon arrival at the state crime laboratory in Madison, the defendant was introduced to Robert L. Anderson, chief polygraph examiner. And the defendant was informed of his constitutional rights. Thereupon, he read and signed a polygraph examination statement of consent, which reiterates the constitutional rights of an accused and states that the signer understands and waives those rights. The polygraph examination was uh, not completed to the satisfaction of Mr. Anderson on August 2nd, and arrangements to which the defendant agreed were made for completion of the test in Fond du Lac on August 8th of 1974. So on August 7th, before the completion, um, Captain Heller received a phone call from 
Miss Lorraine Forsyth, who was at the ta- at that time living with the defendant. She so this is uh <clears throat> so this is another woman, okay? She advised Heller that the defendant would not keep uh, his appointment for the second polygraph examination scheduled for the next day. Therefore, on the morning of August 8th, Captain Heller went to the defendant's home to inquire as to the reason for the deciding not to keep the appointment. The defendant told Heller that he was still upset over the disposition of the earlier charge and did not believe he had been treated fairly after cooperating fully in the matter. And again, I say, fuck you. You killed a child. No. You shouldn't You shouldn't still be alive. Well, at this point, they don't know officially if it's him. Oh, bullshit, okay. they don't. They got all that fucking evidence and shit that they can link to the body. I guarantee it. Yeah. They're just waiting for him to go, no, I guess I did it. Because they don't want to do any fucking police work. Yeah. So the defendant stated that he did not want to take the second polygraph examination. Heller expressed that he was interested in getting to the bottom of the prior charge and asked the defendant to change his mind and come to the safety building later that day. The defendant agreed and arrived voluntarily that afternoon. Upon arrival at the safety building, the defendant met Heller and Snyder and went to a conference room where uh, they joined... Agent Tomaselli. The defendant informed Tomaselli that he didn't want, did not want to take the polygraph examination because he was still disgruntled about the earlier charge. Oh, no. You've been charged for something that you did, and you're upset about it, you yeah. fucking scumbag. So, the evidence uh, also shows that the defendant stated that he would discuss the Lisa French matter. While waiting for the arrival of Mr. Anderson, the defendant uh, gave Tomaselli a receipt for $250 bond he had posted in the previous charge. And Tomaselli went to see if he could obtain some information regarding the, its disposition. When he returned, Tomaselli and the defendant went to another room where Mr. Anderson was assembling the polygraph exam equipment. The defendant was then advised of his uh, constitutional rights, but again stated he would not take the examination. Anderson then allowed the defendant to examine the tracings of the first polygraph examination and identify the questions which resulted in the greatest indications of stress. Agent Tomaselli testified that the defendant refused to take the polygraph and stated that he did not want an attorney, but would discuss the matter with him and Anderson. Tomaselli again advised the defendant of his rights, and the record shows the defendant waived them. The discussion then commenced, and both Tomaselli and Anderson testified that the defendant first presented a hypothetical question as to whether they had considered Lisa French might have died accidentally. Fucking excuse me. Yes, that he that may have accidentally died. Uh, okay, what, what? She may have accidentally died. Yeah, during slept. the course of being fucking raped by a grown man. Yeah. Oh exactly. well, that makes it better. She I guess. slipped and fell on the toilet. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. he's still fucking raped yeah. a nine-year-old. Yeah. 
Uh, so this the discussion proceeded for about two hours and resulted in a five-page statement typed by Mr. Anderson in which the defendant made a, cup, a complete confession of his involvement with the victim on October 31st of 1973. So the subsequently... So the, the uh, briefly stated the defendant in his statement confessed to the that the victim had apparently entered the open door to, at his home that evening and he discovered her standing by the in the doorway. The confession stated that he he took her into the bedroom, disrobed her, and committed an act of anal intercourse. Whereupon she died, he suspected of shock. The yeah. statement then re- relates that he disposed of the body and clothing in a garbage in garbage bags, and the final page contains a diagram of the location of the body. So subsequently, the f- defendant was charged with first degree murder and sexual perversion on August second. I'm sorry, not August second, August twenty first of nineteen seventy four. The defendant appointed counsel moved to suppress the confession after preliminary hearings. After a preliminary hearing was uh, bound over for trial upon charges of first-degree murder, sexual perversion, uh, enticing a child for moral purposes, and indecent behavior with a child. So, yeah. This fucking dick decided that, hey, you know, you know, went through this whole fucking spiel, and they were trying to, like get it so that, oh, it was false information. He was, you know, coerced into it, this and that. Well, ultimately, Turner would be convicted on February 4th of 1974 by a jury on the charges of second-degree murder, uh, enticing a child for immoral purposes and acts of sexual perversion, and was sentenced to 38 years and six months in prison. (laughs) 38 years and six months. Yes. So let's take a break right here. So we need it. And we'll come back and we'll finish. Okay. So we just heard that this dickhole for killing this little nine-year-old. As killing her in his home and raping her. Only gets 38 years and six months in prison for this heinous crime. Now he would actually not serve 38 years and well six months because he would actually be paroled on october 13th of 1992 for quote good behavior after serving only 17 years and eight months for a sentence at uh wampon correctional institute Mm-hmm. So his release and being put into he, after his release, he was put into a halfway home, uh, and this would actually spark outrage by Lisa's family and no some shit. of the yeah, and some of the people of the Milwaukee area, which is where the halfway home was located. God, it's too bad Jeffrey Dahmer didn't find this guy, kill him, and eat his dick. Yeah. God damn it. That would that'd be the only fucking justice that could come out of this whole story. Yeah. Either that or this guy gets hit by a fucking 18-wheeler and then it backs over him. And then he's still alive afterwards. Mm. And he's still alive now. That'd be great. 
He's still alive now. Oh no no <laughs> like I know after being yes. you know turned into a fucking vegetable and being forced to live inside his own mind for the rest <laughs> of his life. True. Because of this, uh the state would pass a law called the Turner Law, which was ratified on May twenty sixth of nineteen ninety four and signed into law by then Governor Tommy Thompson. The law was a sexual predator law. Uh this law allows criminals um who have been paroled or released from their prison sentences to be detained in mental institutions if they are deemed to have, quote, substantial probability of committing another crime. Or we could just kill them. It's pretty cheap to do that. Yes. 22 round. Yeah. Boom. You don't have to get all the fancy chemicals and stuff. Take them out behind a dumpster, mm-hmm. pull his ear to the side, put a 22, uh, 22 pistol there, and just yep. and leave him there for the fucking dogs. Exactly. That's what, they, that's what they do in Russia. You get fucking Andre Chikatilo, 55, 56, whatever, however many murders it was. He was in prison for three days after that. Then they took him out in the field and they shot him in the back of the head and dumped him in a hole. It's pretty fucking simple. There you go. I know we're not supposed to root for the Russians, but they kind of got that part right. They did. So Turner wasn't out for long because Turner was sent back to prison on November 23rd of 1993. After the Department of Corrections appealed, uh, Corrections appeal ruled that they had miscalculated his mandatory parole, released him uh, from his good behavior. So they miscalculated. <laughs> and on January 29th of 1998, after a four-day trial, a jury in, on Turner's parole hearing ruled that Turner was not a violent sexual predator, meaning that he could. <sighs> Not be held in a treatment center under Turner's law and uh, could begin his mandatory second parole that year. So, in Okay, jo- so is he being sent back to prison or is he being sent back to this so, fucking halfway house? So he was going to be sent uh, back to jail, but to, to for his parole to come back up around. Oh, for fuck's sakes. Um, now, in July of 1998, a judge ruled against an unsuccessful attempt to revoke his parole after a June incident in which Turner uh, had shouted and waved a bu- uh, butcher knife at his caseworker while at his halfway home. Oh, but he's not a violent criminal. Yeah. Although a psychiatrist ruled him to uh, still be a dangerous individual, Turner had had filed a complaint on the waste management of Madison for the company refusing to hire him due to his criminal record. Because you're a child rapist, you fucking idiot. Yeah, exactly. You're a fucking monster. So you get pissed off that you can't get a job after you spent 17 years in prison for raping and killing a child. My fucking heart bleeds for you. Yeah. I, I feel so bad for you. (laughs) <laughs> Maybe we should contact like the fucking ACLU or something. We should. Uh, Definitely. The, the ADL. Uh-huh. Fucking the NAACP. I don't know. Any of these fucking alphabet organizations that Whatever. would try to get you a job. Even though you're a fucking monster. And you Scumbag. should. Scumbag. <sighs> uh, you yeah. a bucket of your own urine. You f- <laughs> <laughs> well, so Tur- Turner and the company reached a undisclosed settlement where they uh, require were required to hire Turner. What the fuck is going on here? Yeah. 
uh, due to a former Wisconsin law that allowing companies to consider criminal convictions was hi when hiring former felons unless the crime is, quote, substantially related to have... Uh, substantially to related to being a fucking trash man? Yeah. To the applying job. Improperly disposed of a body. There you go. Yeah. Or you could have just said... Hear me out. You could have been like, well, we're looking at, mm, you got a big gap in your resume here. We're not going to ask why. You just, you don't, you don't meet our qualifications. Sorry. Exactly. They didn't know. But instead, they're fucking dumb. And then they have to pay this fucking monster and give him a job. I, I'm at a well, loss for fucking words. Well, they were supposed to, okay. But, um, waste management company argued that. He could not be hired since they had uh, 15 tours uh, with children during the previous school year and that he could have would have access to dangerous materials and chemicals. He'd have access to children, which is even yes. worse. Uh, he didn't have dangerous materials or chemicals when he killed that little girl. No. No, not at all. I'm getting a fucking migraine, man. This is... So, uh, okay. following Turner's uh, complaint against the waste company, the Wisconsin State Assembly passed a bill on October 28th of 1999 in a vote of 63-33, which repealed the original law that prohibited job discrimination based on a felon's criminal record, meaning the employer's could then rightfully refuse to hire convicted felons on the basis of their criminal record without further complaints. Good on you, motherfuckers. Turner uh, was returned to prison for 15 additional years after violating his parole in 2003, when an abundance of pornographic content was discovered in his possession. Now, Turner, in an updated letter... Uh, Undated letter wrote this to French after her death. Are you? Oh, and depicted the, oh man, the, I'm so glad I get to get real fucking angry. Depicted the events that took place during the, their encounter. And this is this is what it said. Oh. Quote: I doubt I could ever fully realize the terror you experienced at my hands. I can still see you standing the uh, at the doorway with that felt hat beaming, having recognized me. Then I see the delight in your eyes turn to fear as I close the door behind you. The rest of my life, I will have to live with what I did to you. Oh, yeah, because it's all about you. Yeah. On that night, I became a monster. I do swear to you on the forfeiture of my life, I will never harm another child. Bullshit. Mm-hmm. So Turner had uh, one time suggested that Due to his committing the crimes on Halloween, he had received more significance for the crime and his case, uh, once quoting, if it had, uh, had been on some other day, like uh, Valentine's Day, nobody would have given a damn. Are you fucking serious? Yeah. Uh, because... No, no, no. Nobody gives a shit if you fucking rape and murder a nine-year-old any other day of the year, but Halloween is sacred. And well, it's because they referred to him as the Halloween killer. 
are we almost done talking about this fucking scumbag? Thank yeah. God. Uh, today, well, we'll hold on to that. So uh, today, Halloween in Fond du Lac uh, has a different feeling than it did in 1973. Following Lisa Ann French's Halloween murder, trick-or-treating is held during set hours mm-hmm. and never after dark. Yep. Um, yeah. So because I don't want to talk about this guy anymore today, uh, we're going to get, I'm going to get a little, little, here's an update. Uh, it's going to be on, uh, Patreon. Uh, we're, there's a little bit of, uh, new stuff come to light and all this little thing about this dickhead and, uh, how he wants to get back out of prison and spoiler. He ain't getting out. I hope he gets his dick slammed in the back of a fucking station wagon. Yeah. So, yeah, for Patreon, we'll discuss the new updated information, Thanks. new updated stuff Looking to it. Looking forward to it. Um, But, yeah, it's kind of... It's a fucking piece of shit. I mean, well, how, how would you think it have to be as, you know... Happy his, Halloween. His dad, or his mom, his, her mom and... You know, stepdad have to relive this every single fucking time this dickhead comes up for parole. No, they have to relive this every year. Every year. Every fucking yeah. Halloween. Of they their life. this every day. Yep. I guarantee you not a day passes that these people don't think about this exact moment when they lost their child because this guy had no fucking self-control. Yeah. Well, that was fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I was like, well... We're gonna start this off with a fucking yeah. humdinger of a of a monster, you know, because it's fucking that that time of year for monsters and and dickheads and well, yeah. I have way less of way less of a problem with true crime when it just involves adults. Uh, yeah, maybe I'm getting soft because I'm a parent now, but. Uh, Shit involving kids, I, I, I just I have no interest in talking about it anymore. Um, yeah, you guys are probably going to notice I didn't talk a lot during this, but I was fucking fuming. Like, I I was literally, like, in my head counting how long it was going to be until this episode was over. Because, uh, not that you didn't do a good job, because you did, and it was well-researched, but kind of wish we hadn't had to do this. Yeah... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I knew that you, your I knew this would be your reaction. It's partially why I did it, but it's but it also I knew it was going to piss me off as well. So it's kind of like Yeah, it's a little bit of both worlds. This guy should be run cock first through a deli slicer. Yeah, my my problem was the fact that you know, more and more I got into it and everything else. I got a little more pissed because I was like, well, I'm this far to find out that the motherfucker only got 38 fucking years. That's not nearly enough. No. You don't rape and... It's either not enough or too much. Depending on how you look at it. Um, had this been my child, I would have been like, he's he's going to prison for that long? That's, that's not... That's too long. Because um, you should release him tomorrow and let me pick him up. And see where it goes from there. Um, 
but then you also have the people that will, you know, it's not right for the state to kill somebody just because they killed somebody first. It's not. You're right. I, I don't agree with letting the state kill people for committing a crime. I think that should be left up to the victim's family. You got you guys want this guy alive? No? Cool. We will now pay someone to kill him. Yeah. You want to watch? Sweet. Great. Go for it. <laughs> you don't? You don't want to know that it ever happened? You just want to never hear his name again? We can do that, too. Exactly. Um, it's just... Uh, it's... Yeah. You know what? I'll just put it this way. All I could think about when I... On my way home from Alabama, after having looked into this guy, and then, then back here at home when I actually wrote up all the information, was... The guy, oh, fuck, I can't remember who the fuck he was. Oh, shit. The one in the fucking uh, airport terminal or airport oh. that fucking smoked. G- the Gary fu- Plouch? Yes. Yeah. That smoked that fucking asshole for doing what he did mm-hmm. to his kid. You can listen to that he one over at patreon.com forward slash dark windows podcast. <laughs> we Ooh, covered. Good that, was, that was a Father's Day special because Gary is the best father that's ever existed. Because he did what needed to be done, yeah. And nobody else got hurt, yeah. Um, in a world, in a world full of these pieces of shit, be Gary Plouch. Let's just leave it at that. Looking like fucking Arn Anderson, half drunk, under the arm, not looking with a thirty-eight, and you shoot this guy once in the fucking head, dude. Rage is a fucking accuracy increaser, you know. Yeah. Well, now I got to deal with that for the rest of the night. Oh, I've seen that, yeah. Wait, whoa, whoa. What was, were they preparing for war or some bullshit with their cat tank? Oh, yeah. For those that might be curious at, on the cat show comment, our friend Kevin Carlton over at Dark Windows Podcast took a friendly shot at us in their most current episode, so I couldn't let that slide. Salem is ready for and waiting for uh, returning shots. You know what? <laughs> I'll give you kudos for name. <laughs> I'm 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 too upset to even like try to have fun with that. <laughs> yeah. To be completely honest with you. Um and the fact that I had to try to I just I had to find a picture of this dead nine year old girl to use as the fucking cover. Um made me incredibly upset. <laughs> it's sad. This kid didn't have her fucking adult teeth yet, dude. Well, at least the you know, at least the next murderer killed college students, I guess, who had less of their lives ahead of them. Yeah, I mean, I can, yeah. Like whatever, you want to kill adults? That's fine. Don't fucking hurt kids or animals. There's no need for that. No. No. no uh, for sure. I I fucking hate this. Uh, anyway, with that said, Yay. we'll close this out. Studio.com forward slash whatever. Go to studio.com and get some head- headphones, earbuds, a speaker. Uh, Dark Windows 15 at checkout gets you 15% off your entire order. Dark Windows pod. Uh, Jesus Christ. Patreon.com forward slash Dark Windows. Five bucks a month, yada, yada, yada. What episode a week? <laughs> uh, wow. I'm done. You just, that just fucking. I phoned that in fucking hard. You like, did. I did. And, uh, yeah, it's fine. Well, this is start of, uh, October. Yay. It At only... least our next monster's fun. 
I think we're only, I think I'm gonna only cover one monster. I'm covering two, but they're fun. I'm covering two next week, I should say, but they're both kind of fun. Yeah. Victorian shenanigans, uh-huh. you know. <sighs> anyway, I guess uh, that was our super fun episode that we got to talk about. I know. I'm sorry, guys. I'm gonna go play Starfield. All and right. Fucking cry for a little bit. Huh. Just because you can't see out in the dark doesn't mean the dark can't see into you. Okay, bye. <laughs>